Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today, we wanted to talk to you about expectations. And I mean that from the practitioner point of view, from the trainer point of view, from the patient point of view, from the rider, agility, trainer, and or you know, participant. Expectations have an influence on outcomes. And I want to address that in a way that can make your experiences with mobility, with having the healthiest and best performing athlete possible, actually get better. And I I think a lot of expectation problems or, or relationship problems of all the relationships you talked about, horse, trainer, rider, that a lot of difficulty comes when you don't know what the other person is expecting that they're to get. That's true. Actually, that, I love that because the, the beauty of doing the podcast with the person you live and work <laughs> with is you still have no idea what they're going to say. And, and that's a really, really good starting point because... If you don't know what someone expects, it's going to be very difficult to provide them the results that they desire or know when you've satisfied that person. If you don't communicate your expectations with who's ever providing the care for your dog, for your horse, or yourself, then how can they possibly step up and give you the results that you require? And a lot of this falls on the practitioner because the practitioner doesn't ask the client, what do you expect from this visit? What do you expect from my care? Because uh, they may be thinking, oh, you can do your care and this one visit should take care of everything that's happened in the last 12 years. And then are you going to fail to meet those expectations? Because yep. you don't, first of all, you don't <laughs> even know what they are. And second of all, is it not realistic? And so having a clue of what they expect gives you an idea of whether you can fit that reality. Absolutely. And, and starting from the beginning, in a relationship with the animal, you know, what are your expectations and whether that is it within their capacity in the moment, before they are trained better, before they're conditioned better. So we can really help get the results we want by actually using real, not real, because everything is real, anyway, uh, by being clear in the expectation with yourself, with the animal that is your partner in performance, and with whomever you're using on the team. And as Dave said, and the team practitioners, whether they be your trainer, your chiropractor, your physical therapist, your massage therapist, your acupuncturist, your veterinarian, all of those relationships ought to have a clear, concise expectation. And truly, the reason I wanted this to be our podcast this week and I actually 
put the guests off for next week and the following week because it was coming up for me with a number of clients one after the other where it's like, okay, let's be on the same page and then we can make the right plan. And if the expectation is something that you can communicate and they can provide, you have a working relationship. It gives you ability to change those expectations later, but you have to have a, a groundwork to start with. You have to have a basic understanding of what each of you can provide and what each of you can do. And adding the animal, the third, the other element, it, the capacity of that animal to take what you do and your intent and heal with it. And it, it's, there's a lot of joy in what we do every day, whether I'm working with a dog or with a horse and the person responsible for their care will say, well, there are only three, so we're just doing this and I'd like you to help me balance them so they can train properly. And fortunately, I do it all in my head, exceptionally happy dancing. You know, you don't want to see it in real life. There is so much joy for that. And there's so much joy for my dog is coming back from an injury. So I'm going to drop them down in the class and not have them jump where they were because I care. And they will potentially get harmed or not succeed. So expectations help you have wins. And what about expectations on yourself? Sometimes you put your expectations on yourself so high that you spend so much of so much time beating yourself up because you haven't got there. So it really becomes a vicious cycle. You're not going to get there if you keep beating yourself up for not getting there. So you have to have an expectation of reality. Well, John Kabat-Zinn said it well, wherever you go, there you are. And uh, if you, not no facetiousness intended, if you can be content in the moment that it is a piece of your path to where you'd prefer to be, then the expectation is this is a useful step. And then instead of having the ill effect of disappointment, you have the calming effect of Yes, I successfully did this, and now I know never to do it again. And I had a conversation with a a colleague today, and we're working on some projects together, and I couldn't remember City Slickers because that name popped out of my head. But I thought, one thing, every day, if you accomplish one thing and you consider that successful and you set that as your expectation, the odds are you're going to have a really good day. Yeah, keep it simple because that makes things, that'll make life a lot easier in the long run. I think we make things too difficult on ourselves. We expect too much of ourselves. Sometimes we expect too much of maybe our abilities. Sometimes we expect too much of our clients. And they don't even know what they're supposed to be, 
supposed to do to meet your expectations because you really haven't told them. And so especially on those first visits, getting to know, not just knowing the history of the animal that you're dealing with, but also trying to find out what are your expectations of my treatment or the intent of my treatment during this time. Well, it's funny. I caught myself being upset with someone who expected something of me, and I wasn't clear as to the ground rules as to working with me. And when I found myself going, well, how dare they expect that? I went, well, hmm, what did you do to contribute to that? And I went, ah, I set absolutely no boundaries. There was no reason for them to feel like they'd crossed one. And I was so happy at the end of that. I was no longer upset with the human for making a request. And I was no longer upset with myself because lesson learned. I went, oh, well, that was easier than I expected. <laughs> Plus, you know, once you, if the expectations aren't in what your term, your reality probably, at least you have a chance to possibly educate the other person. What do you mean? By educating, I'm, uh, if I was doing something from a clinical background, I'd be stating, stating that from my clinical experience, this is what I've noticed happened with this, and there's... I've never seen it take less than two weeks or 30 days or whatever it was. But if it's if their reality was, oh, I expect it to be perfect tomorrow, and you're going to have to go, that's impossible because of I've, the experience that I've had over a period of time with this specific type of condition, I know it doesn't get over with overnight. If it did, well, we love miracles when they happen. But my clinical experience shows it's going to take X amount of time. So I have a chance to educate that client, just like I've been educated from that experience over a period of years and years and years of doing this. That makes a lot of sense. And it does mean that we can meet and beat our expectations with joy. They're not limitations. I always thought it was difficult when people were given prognoses in a literal, this will last X, and being a snarky individual, like, or, or, if someone says it's going to take six months for that to heal, my question is, that's your expectation. Is your experience based on people doing Therapy, is it based on people doing nutrition? Is it based on people working with exercise? Is it based on, or is it based on sitting on the couch, cage rest, stall rest? So that if you're clear about your expectations and the expectations of the people that you turn to, you can then set clearer, or more clear, depending upon your use of the English language, expectations for your circumstance in that moment. And it, it fascinates me that I often call a prognosis a sentence because the expectation of that clinical setting isn't based upon the individual, the dog, the horse, or human. Cats were popular today in my, in my requests. And we are all individuals. 
And so your expectation has to be based upon your experience and your willingness to do what it takes. And once you find out what those expectations are, basically what you're doing is you're creating a reality for your relationship, for that experience. I'm not saying that that's going to be true in every aspect of your dealings, but it will be for that relationship. So finding those expectation, expectations creates that reality from which you can build a customer basis from. And expectations require questions. If someone says to me, let's say it's a human knee, how long will this take? I say, are you going to be jumping down off a horse? Because it takes longer if you beat it up all day, every day. Are you, how long will this suspensory take? Are you going to be jogging, walking, or will the horse be still? ACLs, do tears heal? You know, MCL. It depends. How much time, what is your reality when it comes to that expectation? And so we totally invite you to investigate this and how it shows up in your daily life. From the second you wake up to the second you deal with the animals in your world, how does having or not being clear about an expectation influence your experience? Yeah. What was your expectation prior to push and listen to our tape on expectation? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this could get really vicious in circles. It it could, and and that would be well within my expectation Uh. of our communication patterns. I seriously invite you to journal it. Write it down. Say, I woke up this morning and I expect it. Now, you know, how often do we start our expectations with the weather? I expected to win the lottery the other day. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of us had that spent. And uh, somebody did. And we can have an expectation that we're going to be able to do something because it's sunny and then get disappointed because our expectation wasn't met. We can have an expectation that... You know, a single visit is going to manifest a huge change. And we can have expectations in the other way. We can have expectations that nothing's going to work. And if you have that expectation, how will that influence your willingness to be more flexible about what you do and what techniques you bring into the world of your horse, of your dog, and of yourself? Yeah. Expectations are important. I think this has been a really nice, easy talk about expectations because I think this is something that I I never thought about until I was much later into practice about expectations. I gave report of findings, but I guess my expectation was they just accepted it. (laughs) So I never really thought about the asking for an expectation. No, actually, I didn't think about it until today. So, you know, and I'm 41 years into this. There was a quote that I heard in high school that said, no expectations, no disappointments. And I questioned it then. And I wrote, that's words from a fairy tale I never read. 
because I knew then that expectations are a part of us as humans. I actually think it's a part of all creatures because I know I walk in, my dog expects immediate attention. Immediate. I know my horse, when I walk towards the barn, expects to be fed and will knock down the door if that's not met. So I don't think it's only yeah. a human trait. And I expect our sleeping kitten to go into Catzilla mode in about I 20 know minutes. I 4 a.m., <laughs> a cat, I expect to be a pincushion. My point here is that the thought, no expectations, no disappointments, might be a way you live your life. And we invite you instead to question your expectations, be flexible with them, and be certain that you're expecting something in relationship to whomever is able to provide that. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any human out there that doesn't have expectations. I, I, I think it's part of the human psyche. You're just, you have expectations from day one. You cry, you expect to be fed. I mean, it just pretty much continues on throughout life. So that no expectations thing, I, that's you know, not real. And it's not real. And it is possible that you get disappointed when your expectations are outside of a shared reality. So share it. Question it. Communicate with us. We love to talk about this. And you can reach us at Equiline.com and you can share this with anyone you believe would benefit by inviting them to listen to the podcast. And next week we're going to uh, move on to practical physical work. And I look forward to sharing that with you. For today, I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an expected Equiline <laughs> podcast.